0: know how you get in those rabbit holes sometimes on the internet? Well, it happened to me the other day and I couldn't be more delighted on what I discovered. You may be familiar with this, but I'm probably going to spend the next few episodes talking about some of these cool things. It's a, a list. It's called the 150 favorite places of American architecture. And it's according to a poll of America's favorite architecture done by the Harris Interactive. I believe it was done in 2006. So it's a little dated, but you'll recognize a lot of these iconic places. And here's what I did is I thought, oh, you know, you might do this with lists too. Where have I been? Oh, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go again? And so here's the list again from 2006. Harris Interactive asked several Americans what is their favorite pieces of American architecture. And here they go. Here they are. Number one was the Empire State Building. This one was, the architect was William Lamb. You know this one. Uh, New York City, it's been in so many movies, so many TV shows. My wife and I went there with our daughter and my father-in-law a few years back, and it was outstanding. A little pricey to get to the, to. Uh, well, we didn't go to the very, very top, but we went quite high up. Um... And we wouldn't have probably done it. We would have probably just gone inside where it's free just to go in a few levels up and walk around. But my father-in-law was kind enough to pay for us back then. That was probably nine years ago or something like that. And it was awesome. Now every time we see a TV show or movie about Empire State Building, we're like, oh, we remember that. We studied when it was built and how massive it is. And it's very, very iconic. Number two on the list is The White House. I went there as a little kid and have a picture with me outside the gate, which I think is now switched a little bit because there's been a lot of security measures that have changed. And then a few years ago, my wife and I went. The White House, there's the rules about getting in and the times and what rooms you can visit are always changing. And quite candidly, you have to do your homework before you go because they'll show you things like, oh, here's the empire furniture brought in in the 1800s. And you'll go, huh? why is that significant? Or who who brought that furniture in? Why is that epic? Or they'll show you this room and the beautiful color and they'll say, oh, Jackie Kennedy helped pick out this paint. And you'll go, oh, I wonder why she did that or why that's important. And you'll find out some cool things that way. Or Mimi Eisenhower, she put together this and you'll find out how the first ladies impacted a lot of the des- the design in the White House. So definitely do your study before you go. Number three on the list, the Washington National Cathedral. I haven't been there yet that's one of those Ooh, I really need to go a friend of mine went and actually I believe participated in a religious service there and uh, had a wonderful experience and so that's definitely on my bucket list number four is the Thomas Jefferson Memorial in Washington DC you won't believe this but out of all the times I've been to DC anything Thomas Jefferson related other than his library at the library I think it was at the Library of Congress we saw that one We haven't seen pretty much anything else of his, the Monticello, the memorial. And so that's next time we go to D.C. It's got to be done. It's got to be on the list. Number five is the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, If you've been to San Francisco at all and you've gotten over to that side of the city over on the west side, you'll probably get stuck on the Golden Gate Bridge at traffic certain times of the day. So you'll get a great upfront view of that. It's also pretty stunning if you have an opportunity to take a walk or a bike ride underneath it. There's a park on the southeast side of the Golden Gate Bridge that's kind of like if you ever go to Eiffel Tower, on the southeast, excuse me, yeah, southeast side of that is kind of a little uh, tree, park, cave type deal. Same thing with the Golden Gate Bridge. It's really iconic on top of it and to look at it, but if you go underneath... There's some pretty cool things to see as well number six is the US Capitol this one of course with all of the changes and challenges that have happened in the last several years this one you also want to book well 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 in advance even if they're even allowing you to have tours currently we um, I think you need to go through your local senator and kind of plan months and months in advance we did that our local senator years ago allowed us to uh, tour and we went to his office and uh, one of his staff members gave us some tickets we went underground, as I recall, uh, over to the Capitol and had an amazing time. Again, that's one where you study, study the history behind it. You'll hear all kinds of things that have happened there, good, ill, whatever. You'll hear about famous people. It's pretty amazing. Um, Let's see. The last one I think I want to talk about, well, let's, gosh, yeah, the Lincoln Memorial, number seven on the list. This is so cool to go in. Yes, there is a massive statue of Abraham Lincoln, and that's really cool. But to the right and to the left are two iconic documents, and definitely can use the word iconic here. You have his second inaugural speech that is absolutely profound in the way that he evokes the power of God to bless the presidency and to bless the people of the United States. It's really cool. It's pretty much one of those unheralded, unsung uh, documents it was one of the, some of the last words he ever spoke he was inaugurated the second term and boom assassinated shortly after and over on the left hand side of course is the gettysburg address and this uh, if you haven't studied this one written on a train on the way to gettysburg pennsylvania and one of the shortest most powerful speeches ever given by any person those are really cool when you go in there you go up these massive steps and you see Lincoln sitting down there with his grave Uh, lines on his face. He's been weathered by the storm. He's been listening to advisors that he handpicked that were from opposing parties. He's tried to get on his knees. He's tried to listen to his family. He's tried to do what was right to help a country heal. And you have two powerful documents on either side. It's at the end of the mall, the north side of the mall in Washington, D.C. And so on the way to see the Lincoln Memorial, you also have an opportunity to see everything from World War II uh, statues and, and memorabilia and such to uh, Vietnam, the Vietnam Wall with the names of many of the people that perished in Vietnam. And then finally, you walking through that mall evoking images of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, I Have a Dream. You then wind up uh, looking at the, the Lincoln Memorial and you turn and there's the Washington Monument across down the, the south end of the, the mall, as they call it, basically a big green grassy area with water. Uh, in there as well. I hope you have an opportunity to go to some of these, uh, hopefully more than once as well. There's the first seven out of 150. We're going to go over some of these. This is is causing me to want to go back and enjoy some of these epic places and to go to some for the first time. Bon voyage.